Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My developer flew in one day on his uh, helicopter with his son and his dog. And he came into the office and um, he said, hey, I got some good news for you and I got some bad news for you too. And I'm like, okay, what is it? He's like, well, you know all that time that you need off to gotta, you know, do what you need to do with your daughter? We're going to be able to give that to you. The bad news is... Um, the market crashed, the real estate market crashed last night, literally, and we're going to have to let you go. I'm on another level. I'm on another level. I'm on another level. I'm on another level. Hey, y'all, welcome back. <laughs> it's the Next Level Living Podcast. Number one ranked podcast amongst anybody who likes podcasts. It's your favorite podcast. Favorite, favorite podcast. I got it right, y'all. And we back, man. I'm like lost, man. I'm here with the gang. K Hart, how you feeling? I'm feeling good, Mike. How you feeling? I feel good. I see we all blacked out one time. You pressing over. I got lots of What's up? I'm digging it. But shout out to Mr. Next Level one time, Jay, my boy. What's up with you, man? I see, I see the um, the unique um, color tone in the next level. Are you, How did you find the shoes to actually match that? Like, what do you what do you request? I just I just be pulling over that regular closet. Oh, that's what it is. It's not, not like that. Abundance is in birthright, y'all. I just finished that. What'd you say, Chris? I think it's fine. Then you sounded like that. Listen, see the morning. Listen. For sure, for sure, for sure. How you feeling yeah. though? Good. I'm, I'm still lobbying for work. This is my cousin. I mean, you know, like blood, like, like, like blood. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm really trying to get her to move to Atlanta. But she loves, she a Cali girl. Through and through. We'll talk about it later though. But I'm feeling good. She could. She could. I'll be my million offer. Me and Tracy already been plotting too. I'll tell you about that later. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be, I'm so excited for the guests. You know what I'm saying? Man, like, man, look, y'all know for a treat. I told y'all before, like, when we doing this new season, like, it's one thing for me and Mike and Chris to chop it up and give y'all some depth, some insights, some knowledge. We talk about life, but now I'm exposing y'all, you know what I'm saying, to some of my friends, um, some people I look at as family that actually be in my home. This ain't like a one-time thing. Like, we actually be kicking it who have operated at a very high level for a very long time. Now, I've seen Donnie with, grow and matriculate. Now, when I first met her, I was just like, oh, she, she got the juice. You know what I'm saying? But it's been a whole other level. But I've seen her grow and aspire and just do some amazing things for the years. She's a mom. 
She's an entrepreneur, uh, a, a, a wealthy hustler. She's a podcaster, you know what I'm saying, on multiple levels. She's a, a business owner. She's a consultant, right? She's a friend. Uh, she's been building wealth for many years. She's an amazing author. Like She's got a phenomenal story, y'all, at Air Force Tree. Man, welcome to the, I was going to say the stage, but the couch. Right. Like this. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Be here with me, Jeremy <laughs> Like, let's yeah. go. Oh, I'm How you excited. Feeling? I feel good. good. No, I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. glad to hear. And I'm glad it, it worked out schedule wise. Yeah, I um, I caught though. I couldn't help but stay stuck real quick on. I've seen her matriculate. Yeah. Okay, evidence that you've been speaking in school system. <laughs> 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 But but I have because I've seen you when I first met you. It was like, okay, man, she's doing amazing things. She's an author. She's traveling. She's handling her business. She's growing businesses. But I'm seeing partnerships and I'm seeing growth and I'm seeing the rooms you're in and the places you're going and the lifestyle you live in, the impact you make. And then you got your daughter here handling her business with the Christian Dior sneakers on. I'm thinking like, oh, my <laughs> We're going to talk about that. You ain't come out the womb. Wealthy and successful. We're going to talk about that. Okay. I think I'm Chris. I think we met at a speaking engagement. I think. I think that we did the Art of Articulation Conference with David um, at the E Complex. That is as, as far back. As I can remember meeting you back in 2018, 2017, 2018. Okay. And it was the Art of Articulation Conference. Yeah, we were teaching speakers. That was, and that was before we did I Dare to Dope. That's before that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still good to have it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm okay, yeah, yeah, and you were larger than life to me at that time. I'm like, wow, I'm sharing the stage with the Jeremy Anderson. Yeah, and we have like grown up. Yeah, in, for sure. In this community, for yeah, sure. So, so okay, let's talk about what you do. Like, what you know, yeah. where do you come from? Which part? What do I do? <laughs> where you came from, and how you got to where you are today? Um, so I came from my mother's birth canal. Um, no, it's just what Welcome back to OnlyFans. This is crazy. I have like a, such a layer story. I come from so many different places, but born in New Orleans. Okay. Um, moved to New That's crazy. We have family. I mean, my mom was born in charity, and then three of my siblings were born in New Orleans. And then our cousin Leslie, I don't know if you met her, she's from New Orleans as well. My name is anyway. So I love family in New Orleans. Okay, Auntie. That's, that's what we say. Okay. Yep. So born in New Orleans, moved to Atlanta as a small child with my mom. Um, high school. I was raised in Atlanta. So I tell everybody I get the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Are you a New Orleans Saints fan or an Atlanta Falcons fan? It's both of them. Both of them. Both of them. No. It's both fun. Until they play together. So I'm a diehard Falcons fan until they play the Saints. Okay. When they play the Saints, 
a 100% a Saints fan. Oh, wow. Y'all better stay tuned into this episode. Don't play. Okay? Okay, sure. You know. Right, right, right. The Saints fan. The Saints fans are gone at this point. <laughs> and, and it makes sense that you being born there, but then growing up. But growing up, I'm yeah. literally like, I am New Orleans, Louisiana, and College Park, Georgia. Mm. I am the best. Of both worlds, I earned my sophista ratchet, uh, honestly. <laughs> hey, you know? And uh, I'm, I'm living authentically and transparently. <laughs> <laughs> I love that sophista ratchet. So now the other question is, how do you know what I'm origin? What do you do? Yeah, so how did you get started in kind of what you're doing now? It's so like exactly what that is. Yeah, so I've been trying to be an entrepreneur since I was 17 years old. Okay. Um, 18, really. Uh, in college, when I, I didn't finish college, but when I was in college, I needed to get money. Um, my mom wasn't sending me enough in the care package, and I wanted to shop and do, do all kind of things, right? And so my then college roommate and I started a cleaning company, a cleaning service, we were driving around town with her cousin one day, this guy, and he's like going to all these commercial buildings and office complexes to pick up checks. And he had us like, at one point he got tired of getting out of the car, so he had us going in to pick up his check. And I'm looking at the check, it's like thousands of dollars. Yeah. Yo, what do you do? Right. What, are we, what are we doing? Like, what are we running here? Because again, I'm from New Orleans and College Park. We might not be doing some legal stuff. So I had to inquire, like, what, what, what are we doing? Um, and so he was saying, you know, I own a cleaning company and I don't do any cleaning, but I have staff who comes in here and cleans these offices. So the next couple of offices I go in and I look at and I'm like, okay, I can wipe a little dust down. And we start this cleaning company. And a couple days into it, I realized that I'm not a cleaner um, I, because I didn't see the bathroom, right? A couple days in, I realized I'm not a cleaner, but I did get partial payment for the one job that I did. And it felt so good to get that money. Um, as time would go on, I would have to drop out of college. And um, I came home to Atlanta and people like my circle has always been like into entrepreneurship or into growth, into hustling and making money. And I didn't want to do anything illegal. So I started just trying to figure it out and um, working jobs and property management, real estate, car sales. Like if it's a legal hustle, I did it. Some sketchy stuff too, but we're going to, we're on next level. Um, but if it's a legal hustle, I did it right. And I noticed that the common theme for me was commission sales. Mm. So I would always try to create these opportunities where I could sell something and earn commission. Like if you offered me a salary, you couldn't pay me $100,000, not even at 25 years old. Yeah. Where's the commission? Mm. Because if you're going to pay me $100,000, how much are you making? How much are you making? Uh, and show me how to get that. Okay. And so that inspired like my interest in understanding that sales was where it was at even before I was personally developed and realized that all multimillionaires and billionaires are great at sales or they sell something to get that right. Okay. So in 2008 ish, I would go on, I'm in real estate at the time. Mm -hmm. um, this is when Atlanta first started converting old apartment buildings into condos. I'm making all this. Oh, it was booming. Oh, it was booming. It was booming. And I'm the only realtor at this one property that had like 250 units. So I'm getting money. You hear me? How old were you right now? First of all, 
Because I'm still working. Because do, do the math. No, no, I don't mind. Do the math. No, she You're not going to quiz me like that on the spot. I'm 44 today. That's correct. So minus the years. Okay. Minus the years. Did you say 44 today? I'm 44 now. Okay, okay, yes, okay. Yes, 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 I'm say, oh, you don't have no. So I, at that time, my daughter. I'm sorry. Was, was me not going to acknowledge how amazing she looked? Because I was about I, to, but I know you always say I'm a distraction. So I was just like, you know what, John? I never. I was just going to speak the truth. Okay, for sure. Because when she said she was 17, when she got started, I was like, okay, cool, 10 years ago. Wait. Oh, I want to know. Oh, no, I, anyway. What uh, are talking about? It's your show. So, no, listen. Oh, okay. So at that time, my daughter is like. Six, seven years old, mm-hmm. right? I had recently uh, called off an engagement with her father, and so I'm single mom and out here in these streets. Mm-hmm. I hate the people that I work with so bad, but I'm making so much money, and I'm a single mom, so it's like I'm going to keep going to work. But to answer your question, every single day I would drive in traffic after I dropped her off at school, and A-Ball and MJG is my favorite rap duo of all time. That's ghetto. It's the fist of ratchet. Oh, so fist of ratchet. Okay. Okay. I'm right. I gotta learn the words, y'all. Come Listen, on, y'all. I got a whole lot of sense and a whole lot of... Sense. There we go. <laughs> um, so I'm pulling up, driving as I'm approaching. I work at this property at the corner of Lennox Road and Cheshire Bridge. And I am pulling up as soon as I hit the little access road. Okay. I press play and I'm pulling up to my office, which is on the first floor apartment. And they always kept the, um, the the patio window open, and I would pull right in front because they had one more time to try me, right? And the song plays, You Don't Make Me, me Kill. Hey, no, nobody hey, in hey. Oh, why well, don't I know that? Shoot, back and I put a hand out the window. Y'all bitch never from me today. I didn't have nothing in it, but I'd be like, oh, Don't sure. make me kill. Nope. Don't make me <laughs> And um, because it was so, I was the only black person in that office. I was also in leadership and I made more money than anybody other than my developers. So I didn't have the warmest relationship with my coworkers and superiors. And so, you know, we, it, it was just that way. Anyway, I would have a hard time because I was the only agent there um, getting off for work. I remember having to go to a function at my daughter's school and my boss telling me like, well, if you hit this order or if this happens, it was her, it was her fifth grade graduation. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to that. Come rain, sweet snow or termination. We're going to that, right? And uh, fast forward, my developer flew in one day on his uh, helicopter with his son and his dog. And he came into the office and um, he said, hey, I got some good news for you. And I got some bad news for you, too. And I'm like, OK, what is it? He's like, well, you know, all that time that you need off to kind of, you know, do what you need to do with your daughter. We're going to be able to give that to you. The bad news is um, the market crashed, the real estate market crashed last night, literally. And we're going to have to let you go. Yeah, first time he's a jerk for positioning it like that. He's a jerk for positioning it like that. When you come in on your chopper with your son and your little dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was right oh, now. Edit that out. Yeah. Now. Yeah. <laughs> we got white followers. We know. <laughs> Sorry, but You think I'm playing about the police? Yeah, there's yeah. no reason to say You can say that kind of me. Never want to care. Praise the dog. We got problems. Oh, okay. No. 
Y'all be acting around here? Oh, no, we don't. That's why we got the person talking behind the scenes right now to fix it in real time. Because we don't be acting like that. Oh, no. He can't say that. No. Because Peter will come for me. Yes. But, but we can still in real time let Peter know how progressive we are and how we are apologetic. You know and we, and we don't. Absolutely. Yeah. They need to see that. Yeah. They educated me. I don't want to be you handling it. No, because somebody needs to get a break. Let's move on, though. We're about breaks. Yeah, that's right. So actually, we gonna edit out. Be like, man, I kick that guy. Guy, it's saying real quick, kick that guy. I kick that nigga. Especially after I had recently argued to go to my daughter's graduation. I'm like, you fly. And he's on his way to like Hawaii, I think it was, on vacation. So anyway, I lose my job. I was making a lot of money at that time, like quarter million dollars a year in commission at that time. But I also had Louis Vuitton and Chanel and Gucci, like on a first name basis with me. So that means that I spent all my money. Yeah. So when I lost everything, I didn't have enough to make it six months. I had this big, big house, cars, daughter, who she wasn't in private school anymore at that time, but a lot of responsibility. And I'm so proud to ask for help. I'm going back in looking for jobs. I come from property management and management. Everything, the only things that were available were like jobs offering like $11 an hour, $12 an hour. And I'm like, y'all got me. Messed up. Messed up. And I'm like holding out. Like, ain't no way. Yeah. I'm about to go back to work for somebody's $11 an hour. Couple months later, here I am working for $11 an hour um, because it got that bad. And I realized, like, this isn't it. I was terrified. That was my first time ever going through a recession. I didn't think the world was going to rebound. And I'm like, I got to figure something out. Mm -hmm. So a girlfriend of mine at that time decided that we would open a clothing store because we both had, well, we decided to start selling clothes because we had a passion for fashion. So we did these eBay stores, like, and we sell our own stuff, like, trying to get money. Then we go into, like, TJ Maxx and Marshalls and buy the clearance rack stuff and resell it on eBay, find things in thrift shops or, you know, stuff like that and resell it. We're making money. And we decided that we're going to open a clothing store and um, didn't have any money. She didn't have a job and I'm making $11 an hour. I write out this list of everything that we need to open this store from the staples and the stapler to the clothespins. And literally, my mom, I was living with my mom at the time, and I was fortunate enough to be able to not have to pay any bills. So every single check I got, whatever I got, because I also earned commission, I would check things off of the list. And my mom's garage was getting more full and more full with these things that we would need. So we finally get everything that we need, clothes, whatever. Now we need a place. We start looking around Atlanta, Georgia. Rent's like $5,000 for these itty-bitty spaces. I'm like, who got that? Right? So someone suggested that we look in B markets. That's going to be areas like Columbus, Georgia, and Macon, Georgia, Savannah. So I literally closed my eyes on the map and was like, we are going to Macon, Georgia, which was an hour away from Atlanta. That was my first, like, legitimate big girl business, mm-hmm. not hustle, not, you know, I'm talking about LLCs and EINs and bank accounts, vendors. Yeah. That's where it started. Wow. Wow. Okay. wow. 
and look at you now. Look at me now. Can you, can you share the story about, and I'll let you tell them a different way, about the large speaking platform in the book yeah. and the whole experience? Yeah. When you first shared that, I was just like, all right, that's going to be my dog for life. I, yeah. I, 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 I'm built like that. Talk about it. So I don't know what part of that story you want me to share, but um, so all that happened. I had my clothing stores from like 2009 to 2012. And um, I would then go into network marketing where I would grow like MLM. Uh, people call it a pyramid scheme, but I think it's just like the stop between having a job and entrepreneurship, right? You really, really learn a lot of personal development and I did. So the one like draw for me, for, for Donnie Wiggins and people wanting to support and be a part of whatever I have going on is my authenticity. Like I am who I am, who I am. And I don't give any cares. Like, if you don't care for me, I'm not for you, right? And so I'm living my life out on Facebook. That's the platform at this time. And I'm like, blogging my way on Facebook, not knowing what I'm doing. I'm just like getting some stuff off my chest before I'm ready to risk it all, right? And people are going with my story and I'm going through network marketing and I'm starting to win. Like, I remember when I opened my clothing stores, Jeremy, I'm getting to your point. Um, I'm, I'm literally showing like, y'all, I don't know how we're going to buy the hangers. We didn't think about that part, but we in this thing, right? We're literally like, we, the floors are messed up. So we did concrete on the floors because we couldn't get the floors fixed. The walls got holes in them. So we're ripping pictures out of magazines to put up as decor, right? And so now people are like rooting for me. They're, they're like, wow, wow. And I'm inspiring people. And I get into network marketing and my story, that part of my story is the draw at that time. And I become, um, in, in one of my companies, as time will go on, I will become the top female income earner in my network marketing company. Hey, what's up, y'all? Jeremy Anderson here, founder, Next Level Speakers Academy. And look, we're always looking to see how we can take to the next level. Me and my team have been meeting, and we said, man, how can we enhance the experience, right? How can we put the people within our community in the best position to get as many opportunities to speak and share their gift and their message with the world. I am pleased to announce that we have just launched our next level brand studio. For those of you all that's in the Facebook group and online and send me DMs, Jeremy, who, who did your website? Who does your branding? Uh, who did your EPK? Who, who does your reel? We now build a team of people that's been working with us for years that's now gonna work with you. So for those of you all that want a brand, right? You want a real custom logo and an EPK and business cards. You really wanna put yourself in the best position to really be taken seriously, we've got the opportunity for you, right? For those of you that said, man, I need a website that's nice like yours, Jeremy. I don't have as much content, but I got enough to get a really strong website to put me in the best position. Man, we've done so many websites. We've got the team, the crew ready to support you. For those of y'all that realize people don't want to book speakers who would try to be speakers. They want to book speakers who are already speaking. And you understand the importance of having a real polished and powerful professional speakers reel. Man, we got the team that's been working with me for over a decade. And now my team is your team. So whether you need a brand, you know, a branding and a logo and EPK and all of that, whether you need a brand new website, whether you need a speakers reel, Next Level Brand Studio is the go-to place for premier speakers like you. It's ready to take your message and your brand and your story to the next level.
And I remember getting a message on Facebook in my DMs one year. This is now 2017. I get a message in my DM, in my Facebook inbox, and it says, hey, um, do you keep your options open for speaking assignments? In network marketing, that's like our line. Do you keep your income options open? <laughs> Who's going to say no? No, they're closed, right? I don't need any more money. Yeah. I don't need any more money. So when I get this message, I'm like, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boys, you don't get up out of my inbox. And so I just said, yeah. Like, I'm being real dry that day. Right. Yeah. And so he responds and says, well, I am a producer for Bishop T.D. Jake's Megafest in Dallas, <laughs> Texas. And we've been following your journey and would love to have you come out and do a session. And so prior to that, this is the part... Two weeks before that, I'm on Facebook and I'm like going ham because I will share my dating journey. I've had dating chronicles since forever. <laughs> Somebody be a husband. Um, anyway, so I have had these dating chronicles for forever. And two weeks prior to this DM, I am getting, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this guy who booked me to speak in Miami for $5,000 flying me out and everything. So this guy flies me out. I get booked on the speaking engagement and he went through my links, everything. I get to Miami and he's like, hey, your hotel is here, blah, blah, blah. And the next morning, I'm ready. I'm ready to go to the speaking. And he picks me up and says, oh, well, the organizer of the event has pulled out, but we can go to breakfast. Please, please, please. No, sir. I'm getting back on that place. That's immediately what I did. Immediately. And so I was so furious. I'm like, y'all, do not book me. Like, don't do that because you're not going to get what you, I don't care how fine you are. I don't care how paid you are. You are not going to get what you want out of this. Unless you're super, super fine and you got good communication. (laughs) 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 So when this message comes about I'm the producer for Bishop. TDJ to make a fest. And I'm like, like, okay. I said, yeah, all right, here's my email. Send me the information. And so the email comes. Hmm. And the email has a Potter's House address attached to it. And I was like, uh, <laughs> that's going a little far for a stamp. And so there's a phone number um, and a name attached. And so I called the phone number and it's like, welcome to Potter's House. And I'm on the phone at the same time, Googling the phone number. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. Hi, yes. My name is Donnie Wiggins. And I have been contacted by staff from your offices. I just want to be taking over. Right. No, Because I'm from, yeah. All right, whatever. So, hi, yes. My name is Donnie Wiggins. I'm looking for this gentleman. And she's like, oh, he is in a production meeting. Oh, I on the so I went back and responded to his email like, hi, sir. Um, blah, blah, blah. Oh, we got a sir now. Now he's a sir uh, because it's confirmed. And I ended up getting booked for Megafest to do like a, um, they first thing wanted me for this women's uh, portion where I was teaching uh, moms or something about getting in business. I forget that one. And I remember saying like, just keep me in mind because I'm not only for women because people like to put women in boxes of only being able to serve in a space for women. And I'm like, hey, just keep me in mind if anything opens up. And they're like, oh, you're open for more. We want you on the main stage. We want you to do this. And I end up doing like five 
different session. Just because you spoke up. Just because I spoke up. But they were thinking that I'm busy and let me take what we can get from her. And in reality, like, I am very available. And that was my first time being flown out with a staff. I had to take three people with me. They paid for everything. I did so well at Bishop James Mega Fest event. I released my book there. Uh, making shift happen now, but I did so well that I later got an invite to his birthday party that same weekend because he wanted to meet me, wow. and it was just that shifted my my whole career. Can you talk That's about funny. the book? Because mm-hmm. they asked you, you had a book. So as you're preparing for an event of this magnitude, at this at that time, Megafest is the largest speaking platform in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or at least in the United States. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the team calls to say, hey, do you need vendor tables and stuff? And look at me. No, I'm just happy to be here. Like, no, I'm just happy to be there. Like, I don't have anything. Make it easy. Just, you know, I need a microphone. That's it. And, <laughs> and the woman that I'm speaking to, who was one of the event assistants, was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I said, mm-hmm. Praise God for the aunties and the mom. Yeah, she's like, mm-mm. I said, mm-mm, what? She's like, girl, I have taken a look at your profile and you sharp. You are bad. Like, I've literally spoken to Bishop Jakes about you. Like, we've looked at every single speaker and we're excited to have you. And you do not show up to an event of this magnitude with nothing. Nothing to leave the audience with. And I said, Okay, well, what should I bring? <laughs> I got t-shirts. I'm like, I have t-shirts. She said, t-shirts are fine, but you want to bring something that the audience can connect with you yeah. after, you know, using. And I'm like, okay, um, let me think on it. And I'm like, what's everybody else bringing? <laughs> I'm like, what's everybody else bringing? And she starts going through, you know, oh, they're bringing their products and this and that. And some people can do books. And I'm like, books. Mm-hmm. Books. I've written a ton of books. They're just personal to me. I've never attempted to publish a book. And okay, this is making sense. My mom has told me that since three years old, I was the my gift was in communication. Okay, this makes sense. On Facebook, everybody is telling me that I'm the next Oprah Winfrey. She got books. This makes sense. So I told her. Now, Megafest is at this time maybe ninety days away, and I'm like. I'm going to do a book. I said, I'm bringing a book. She said, do you have a book? I said, no, 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 ma'am, but I will. And I start researching, how do you write a book? Like, I know how to put words on paper. I know how to tell stories. I know how to impact people through my words. But how do you turn this into a book? And um, so I start looking it up and I go on Facebook and I'm like, can anybody help me format a book? And I found this young lady, Moni, who had a company doing just that. And she's like, you give me the words, I'll, I'll put it in the book format. You tell me how you want it to look. And I'm researching and I'm spending hours, Jeremy, in Barnes & Noble, like going through other authors' books. And so I'm taking pictures with my phone. I'm like, okay, I like the way they did this and this part and this part of the book. But then I like the spine on this and I like how they put quotes here. Let's put all that together. And I wrote my book in 24 hours and not like 24 straight hours. I did uh, six days of four-hour sessions where I wrote the book, 24 hours spent on the book, sent it over to Moni, um, and she formatted it for me. I'm also really skilled at speed reading. Like, I had a speed reading tutor to prepare for the SAT in high school. 
So I was my editor. And I spend speed read. I don't even know how you say that. But I, I did that to the book and made the corrections. I never saw the book. We had to fly. We literally were to the day. I get to Dallas. I had the books shipped to Dallas. I picked them up there. The morning before I'm set to go on stage, the hotel brings the books up. And I cracked that box open that morning. And I'm like, it's you and me, baby. We're about to do this. I hope I, we got booked. I hope everything goes well. And I, I walked into that event, um, that venue, selling out of books. Um, and my first, as a result of Manifest, my influence grew so big. And don't forget, I'm a, I'm a huge global impact in network marketing at this time as well. Um, I sold tens of thousands of copies of that book in my first like 90 days wow. um, for sure. And then I realized because I had no intention to sell the book after that. Mm -hmm. I sell books. I'm not an author. Um, but as a result, all the testimonials, because it's a quick airplane read, they're like, Man, God, this book shifted something inside of me. I then um, started to sell the book and the book, that book was written in 2017. It's still um, relevant today. It still sells copies today. Um, it's still in my library today. I'll give it to you. Makeshift happen. Makeshift happen now. Yep. Makeshift yeah. happen now. I love that book. But I also got a cease and desist after that event mm. because the name of my brand at that time. So I thought it was Shift Starter. And there was another woman who had that brand name. So every product that I started to create was something about the shift, right? Make shift happen, get shift started, get your shift together. Um, but when I got that cease and desist, I was so scared. I thought I was like going to jail. Like, what is this? <laughs> right? You get a certified letter from an attorney. I don't do business. I do network marketing. And um, I, that happened. And I hired an attorney. And she's like, oh, I'll take care of this. Or you just don't use the name anymore. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Must be nice. Yeah. Like, well, no, it was scary. Don't uh, talk about to have somebody operating that gift. It's, oh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, 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 I'm like, look, this is just a warning, no. just don't use the name anymore, I'm like, right. so I'm not going to check, like, exactly. exactly. you know, <laughs> that's, and that is what, that's what took me out of being just for a particular community, because network marketing is its own bubble, yeah. an amazing industry, by the way, I'm thankful, and I wouldn't have done my story any differently for where sure. that's concerned, but you realize in network marketing, like, yes, you can go on and become like the number one income, female income earner of a company. But when you go outside, nobody knows who you are. And so I was super lit in that industry, in that community, like, you know, and in high demand. And at that time, I was speaking in front of stages of like 20,000 people, you know, and we're so speaking has always been in me. But to go out now and speak to hundreds of thousands of people in front of Bishop Jake's platform from all over the world um, literally shifted, like it catapulted me to a whole other level. And now people start to demand more of me outside of network marketing. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I love it. what do we do? I've been coaching in network marketing since 2012, but I was coaching network marketers and I was coaching, you know, any of y'all ever did network marketing? No, okay, so they do, these, well. they do these three way calls. I tried. <laughs> they do these three way calls, like, oh, yeah, let me let you speak to my mentor. And so I'm the mentor, and I always had like this heart because people would get on a call with me, and the whole, like, they want you to sign everybody up. And I'd be listening to people's stories, and I'm like, nah, you'll never make it. They'll eat you alive in this industry. <laughs> and I would say things like, 
why don't you try starting this kind of business? Like, I'm listening to your journey, and I think you would be great doing this. This is 2012-ish. And some people would actually go and do it. And then they're tagging me and saying, hey, thank you for the recommendation. This is what happened. They're giving me what now I know are testimonials. And so I'm coaching in that space to that audience in 2012, not knowing that I'm coaching. I'm just doing what I'm gifted at, right? I had a gift for hearing you talk to me about your life and telling you what kind of business would be good for you. And then in 2017, it happens on that stage. And now I have people coming to me outside of that bubble who want coaching. And then that's when things went to a whole other level. I don't know. Sure. I love it. I love it. Can, can I do a remix real quick? So, don't make Oh, no, 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 certain questions that other people may not just ask somebody, you know. In full transparency, what would you ask Jeremy on your show? Like, I've never seen Jay on your show. Like, if, if Jay was on your show in full transparency, in your way, like, what would you talk to Jay about? Because you know everybody put Jay in a little box. Yeah. Mr. Next Level, that, what would you ask Jeremy in full transparency? Because our, our listeners need to have an angle on my dog. And I know that Donnie may go ahead and ask them something that everybody else might have. So Jeremy um, just sat down with me okay. to do an episode of Full Transparency. So already me. Bro, bro, look, but look how I be looking out, though. Like, do I be in the, do I be in the season? Do I be there, though? Let's try to understand, bro. I'm saying, bro. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm available yeah. to Jeremy is so authentic and transparent on his own um, that it's really hard to to pose a question to you that will throw you off. And I think that's why you and I connect so much. Like I love somebody who just takes the makeup away and takes the hat off and you know and are just themselves. And I learned that like going through my own journey of embarrassments, like foreclosing on my house, losing my cars. I was always that girl in my circle that, oh, she's going to make it. She's going to be somebody. If it's anybody, it's going to be her. And then to be stripped of everything and lose everything. And in the middle of loss, you have no idea that if at that time, I didn't believe like I believe today. I believe like I believe today because of what was proven to me when I didn't believe. I like that. That's good. And so I had to beat people to my story. Like, man, this is embarrassing. When I pull up to the JR Crickets and this driving this little... uh, borrow a car, you know, because I was pulling out of events. I, I was declining advice, declining dates, because where are you picking me up from? And you can't pick me up from my mom's house, and I can't meet you in this yeah. car that somebody unlocked, because the roof of the car is hanging down, and there's no heat, and it might not start for a few minutes, right? Um, and so I started to beat people to being able to narrate my story. And when I think about that, I think about Jeremy. Okay. Like, just putting it out there. Yes, I had this street hustle. Yes, I was not the best husband, you know, in the beginning of my relationship. Yes, I could be more present, you know, in my home with my children, but I'm building this business and blah, blah, blah. There's literally nothing that I could think to beat you to unless I was just trying to embarrass you, right? And we've we've done that. Like, I really, from Jeremy, wanted to know 
Um, because one day I'll have a husband and I'll have a husband like you, you know what I mean? Like somebody who's going out there and working hard for family, but still prioritizing family. I desire a husband who speaks about me behind my back, the way you speak about Tracy behind her back. So if anything, I'm having a conversation like, what was that shift for you where you grew up as a man and you're proud to be a man? Like you're proud to be like, no, my wife actually does lead this because she's capable and qualified and I'm not intimidated by her leadership and intimidated by her experience and intimidated by her saying, no, we can't do that because the world that I live in is often oh, she's too masculine because she's trying to insert herself in a situation or no man's going to want her because she's got too many opinions. And then here is an alpha man who's leading the charge, who asks his wife, who goes to his wife for consult. So if there's anything that I would talk to you about, um, it would be more of that. That's amazing. That's That's fire. That's fire. You know, I think my respect, you were speaking out of a lot because I don't remember the exact intent, but you were speaking on stage and you were talking about all of the mistakes mm-hmm. and all of the failure. And I was just thinking like, oh, yeah, because you were like, everything is perfect. Yeah. Super beautiful, super successful, yeah. and super wealthy. Yeah. And like, everything you should like, nah, so I went through this, evictions, this, that, that, this, like this didn't work out. The, it was hard. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then we start talking about your, um, uh, the engagement. I was just like, Man, she's being so real. That's how, that, you're right. That's how we yeah. really connected. But then you said, but I didn't stay there. I didn't yeah. stay and there. I began to go here, and I began to go here, and I began to go there. So I got one question, and Chris, go here and find a question. What would you say to the person watching? You can either address to the woman watching or to the person watching that wants to be an entrepreneur, that wants to go to the next level, but they're not seeing it. Everybody in their family just work, blue collar, trying to figure it out. They see this entrepreneur thing and they think you look cute. I love the fact our brother David Shans be trying to convince people not to be entrepreneurs. Yeah. And then if they say, okay, I'm not going to do it, he's like, see, you ain't have what it took. Yeah. What would you say to that person that's like, they're hearing you and they're inspired, but they're questioning if they have what it takes? Yeah. I mean, you do. But then again, you might not have what it takes. Like, you might be right. So whether you have what it takes or not is really what you believe about yourself. And that is the God honest truth. Like confidence wins against talent all day long. There's people out here right now who just think they're that guy or think they're that girl. And they're winning because they're confident enough to put their message out there. Meanwhile, there's somebody who's watching this right now who lacks confidence in that area and you're really skilled you're really talented you have way more ability but you're afraid to speak on it you're afraid to go for it you're afraid of what somebody is going to think about you if you try and fail like the thing that really ticks me off and you want to grind my ears is be afraid of failing in front of people who are doing nothing All right, y'all. Tom's still death. We gonna have to use this. I already feel it. Right. Seriously, be like, why you're afraid of failing in front? You're afraid of judgment from people who are sitting at home watching you from their phone. That part doing nothing, right? And so here's the thing: if you don't believe, it's likely due to some circumstances that you've experienced. You've got people who are telling you that you're not good enough, or you've got people who are telling you like, oh no, I tried that before and it doesn't work. You better be careful. You better get a good job because this can happen. You will lose everything. If these are not individuals whose situation you would not trade places with, they are not qualified to give you advice. And if you are afraid, like, because most of our fear is attached to the fear of 
what other people think. That's and so what I want you to do, actionable, I want you to write down the names of people that you're afraid of being judged by. Like literally, take that out. Write it down. Okay? Okay, I got these names. And then I want you to draw a dash next to each name. And then I want you to go on the other side of that dash and I want you to write down what they've done so spectacular with their own lives where you, where they deserve your fear. What have they done? So, What grand gesture have they made? What culture shift have they made? What great thing have they made? What community have they inspired? What impact are they creating? What bold move have they made? Write all that down. It's going to take you 30 seconds. Because most of the people on that list haven't done any of those things. And when you look at it like that and you're coming up, you're drawing blanks next to the blank, next to somebody's name, it's going to show you like, you go for it. Only people who are doing nothing have time to judge you. People who are actually doing something, making an impact, we're cheering you on. We understand the ugly beginning. We understand the tough story. We understand the challenges. We understand the things that you're hiding because we were hiding from stuff too. But go through it. If you don't move through it, you'll never ever know. You might not have what it takes, but you can always get what it takes. You can always get what it takes. I like it. I love it. Man, thank you. Two, actually, two last things. One, of all the things that we turn today, um, your journey, what has been the most gratifying thing for you thus far? Yeah. Um, the most gratifying thing for me in my journey is being able to give back to my mother the way that she gave to me. Growing up, I thought we were rich. I had all the things, all the toys, all the clothes, all the everything. And it wasn't until I was an adult that I realized we were very middle class, but on the lower end of that spec, like we were real almost in poverty, right? And so now as a parent, being able to identify like, oh, that's what she did there. That's what she made it look good. She made it look simple, but she really sacrificed some stuff to make things happen for me to create opportunities. And, you know, um, being able to give back um, to my mom, I was able to retire her in 2020 and her just being able to wake up and just do whatever she wants to do every single day um, really does something for me. I was able to purchase her a home. So in retirement years or condo, you know, as, as she's retiring now and, and, and getting older, she doesn't have to, we don't care about stairs. You got an elevator for that. We don't care about heavy packages. We have concierge for that. My like, you're good. And, um, you know, being able to put my daughter through college with the support also of her father, Cash, um, for the most part, and just gifting her with her, first adult home, um, being able to, being able to help my mom live some of her life by her own design and being able to show my daughter that you can absolutely live life by your own design. Like hopefully I'm repairing some of the trauma that she's experiencing in real time, right? Hopefully I'm dispelling some of the lack of belief that she may have from other circumstances, like you see it in real time and having the ability for both my mother and my daughter to be here on this journey in real time with me and not not having to wish for it because some people have to wish like, man, I wish my mom could see me like this or being able to be present in this experience with the two of them as stressful as they both are, <laughs> okay? As stressful because I'd be like, oh, oh, you not? 
then I'm but all right. Like, that's all. That's what we do. Um, as stressful as it all is, like I would not like I could be living so differently. Like I could have all the things, but I choose to share the wealth that I'm accumulating with my family. And um, it, it warms my heart. It pleases me every single day and it keeps me going. My daughter may or may not know, but if it was not for her birth, um, I probably wouldn't be one of those girls who are looking for handouts for men. It's easy to do in the environment that I grew up from. Wow. You know, I, would pro- I, I could be that girl because that's where I was a hustler before her. Everything I did was a hustle. Sell cars, get quick money, do real estate, get quick money, work in clubs, get quick money. Everything was quick money. Something had to ground me, and I'm super thankful for my family. Wow, that's a beautiful, great start. Okay, so last question. What does the next level for dining with you look like? Yeah, um, today. Today. Because it changes for me. Uh, one thing that I have learned is that purpose, just like goals, are a moving target. It's a moving target, right? And what your purpose to do can change based on what you accomplish or experiences that make you see or, or enlighten you to something new. And so today, um, I just moved into a new environment and I am in my season of new, right? New energy, new environment, new frequencies, new vibration, a newfound freedom. And I believe that my business, I got comfortable. Um, I got comfortable with that. I got comfortable saying, oh, I don't have to do anything in my business and it still makes money. Well, you will learn that the money will start to go backwards if there's not anything to do in your business. That's actually not a flex, right? Like right. you should never not have anything to do in your business. And I needed to change my environment, Kay. And I moved into this bright space and, um, for me, my next level is I told I told my team yesterday, this space is symbolic. It is directly a symbolic for me, like the start of Facebook and Apple and Microsoft and garages and parents' basements and all one bedroom apartments. In this fifteen hundred square foot condo that I live in right now, I will birth my eight figure business. We're already at seven, but I'm not moving out until we hit eight. And that's what's next. Yeah. 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 Because we documenting this. Like, I'm not investing in all this documentation, pictures around my house, and having videographers and content creators in my house for me to not do what I said I'm going to do. And I want to get out there quickly because I need more space. So I made it beautiful enough for me to be comfortable, but small enough for me to need more. Beautiful enough. Start using the garage until you moved out, getting out the actual place. And I'm like, that's that's your life. So like that's that's your path. Yeah, wait for sure. Listen, you can't tell me it's not happening. Whatever I want. What's my next level? Whatever I want. And that and, and that's why I say the moving target. It literally is whatever I want. God is blessing me and he's providing me with the resources. And my favorite affirmation is I believe in my ability to figure it out. So when I say whatever I want, I mean that. Like my next is whatever I choose it to be. Yeah. Period. Until God says it's not. All right, so I got one question before Mike closes up. Your confidence, does it just come from That's good. your makeup? Does it come from your, you know, like you, from the wall that's in Atlanta? Does it come from your mama, a strong black woman? Does it come from your faith in God? Like, what is that confidence? Because since I met you, it's been a humility about you. It's been a vulnerable transparency about you. 
But it's always been a confidence about you. My confidence comes from being tired of suffering and pain. So pain will keep you insecure. And pain will keep you hiding and unsure and doubting yourself. And one day I just said, I'm like, I'm enough is enough. Like enough is really enough. I realized that everybody goes through something. Yes, everybody is embarrassed yes, about something. Yes, everybody has a flaw. Like, yeah, I'm 44 and I'm single, but you, you 38 and miserable. Right? <laughs> like, come on. Like, everybody has something that they're going through. You know, and I, I've had, um, I've, I've had a journey that I have survived. And so when we talk about like, you know, one of the things that I hate that's going around right now is I don't want to be a strong woman. What do you what what do you mean you don't want to be a strong black woman? Like what do you mean? You don't want to be a strong black are you spitting in your ancestors? Do you know what Harriet B. Tubman had to do for us to be able to do what we do today? Like we come from a lineage of strong black women and I don't understand why strong in our community is synonymous to um, it, to, to, to be difficult. Strong and difficult are not the same. Strong and combative are not the same. I birthed a human out of my birth canal. I am a strong woman. I survived domestic violence. I am a strong woman. I survived foreclosure. I survived repossession. Do you know how mentally strong you have to be in order for that to happen? I survived somebody every single day today judging the way I look on camera, the way I don't look, the way I dress, what my skin looks like, what my hair looks like. I'm single. I'm a single mom. Oh, I get a, an apartment for my daughter and share and somebody's like, another single mom raising a single girl who thinks she can do it all by herself like no matter what I do that's amazing yeah. or what I do that's bad yeah. somebody's gonna have something to say yeah. so I have to make sure that every single day Donnie Wiggins hears great things about her even if it has to start with me and it does every day that's my confidence just like that all right y'all so listen <laughs> this is crazy I'm lucky like I get to sit here and listen to this in real time yeah. Like, y'all blessed. Y'all get a chance to witness this in real time. Like, you, Donnie said that I can have whatever I want. There is a belief there. Jer Jeremy knows there's a confidence there. Mm -hmm. But next levelers, do y'all know that you can have whatever you want? I mean, whatever you want. And y'all, I don't want y'all to just always joke straight to the money. I'm talking about peace. I'm talking about fulfillment. I'm talking about confidence in yourself. I'm talking about the fact that you are trapped in a place where everything around you is negative. And the only thing you have are these words right now that are reminding you that you are already who you're supposed to be. Come on. You just need to accept the fact that you are and that you deserve everything that God already has planned for you. It's already written. You just got to live in that truth. And so maybe the next level for your life is just believing that if you can truly be who you're called to be, you can do what it is you're supposed to do, and you can have what you're supposed to have. And I honestly think that that's going to take you from one level to the next level. And we're going to see you at the top. We'll see you next week. Again. I'm on another level. I'm on another level. I'm on another level.